It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Nicole Halton from Inspired EC. How you doing, Nicole? G'day, mate. Good day, Mike. Maybe an Australian one. Um, hey. That sounded that sounded a bit pommy, Jeff. That was not Aussie. Come on. Uh huh. That sounded a bit what? Pommy, UK, England. Pommy. Oh. Pommy. That's like good, our convict relatives. Good day, mate. No. No. <laughs> I can't. Not a chance. G'day, mate. Yeah, I can't. Good um, good good day, good day, good day, mate. Uh, no, um, Nicole, in our in our effort to get to know you better, um, got two things on the list here. Which one should we go with? Maybe we'll go with both of them. Favorite beverage? Uh, You're feeling parched. What's your What's your favorite drink to uh, to chillax with? Uh, it's probably just it's probably really boring um, at the moment. At least it's sparkling water with lemon, like real proper lemon squeezed into it, and ice. That's it. That's so not exciting, is it? That's very basic, but well, I don't drink alcohol. Very healthy. So. Not not a lot of sugar in that. That's no. probably no. That's kind of um. As you said, sparkling water. Yeah, we've okay. got like so we've got one of those soda water machines yeah. at home, so we can yeah. make our own soda water at home. So yeah, it's just water with a few bubbles added. Well, that's really close to one of my favorites. It's just I add a little bit of vodka to that. I was going to say and, you uh, add vodka to yours. I'm sure. And um and and that's the that's delightful. Okay, just so I can clean out my list and throw this card away. Um, favorite song. Oh, that is a really hard one. Okay, no, you know what it is. It's um. It is the extended full version, which goes for like forever, of Jackson Brown's Stay. Okay, as long as it's not Baby Shark. If it was Baby Shark, no. I was just going to push end to the Zoom meeting. No. We're going to go on. It is definitely not that. Jackson um, Brown, huh? Yeah. Okay. My dad, my dad's a bit of a Jackson Brown fan. And so it's just one of those songs that as soon as I hear it, I'm like instantly transported to childhood. And it just makes me think of my dad. It's one of those songs. Okay, it's got to have the beginning part, which is the really low, like it's actually called the loadout. And that's the beginning. But And it goes for like five minutes or something. So it's long. Okay. I dig that. There listeners, you listeners, you know so much more about Nicole now. Um, so much random useless fact. <laughs> well, that's what that's what this podcast is <laughs> all, about. all about. Random, <laughs> random useless stuff. Um, so, Nicole, we're going to start a series. I got asked to do a, a couple of weeks ago a 
a, a, a math session. Somebody needed a math numeracy, early learning math numeracy session. And I'm like, can we make it loose parts and play based? And they're like, well, we wouldn't be asking you if that's not what we wanted kind of. And, and so that's what I've been, I've been putting together, but I thought it might be, it might be fun for the podcast. That's something we haven't got into in the, the previous 800 plus episodes. So I thought it might be fun um, for this first episode of this series. And I see this series going, I don't know, 12 or so episodes. I got a long list of things. And I don't know that they'll be all very long episodes, but we th I thought we'd give each thing its own episode. I thought maybe we'd start out with some things you don't need to do to promote math and numeracy skills in early learning settings. Um, and then, then we'll get into the stuff that you, you can be doing, the loose parts and play-based stuff you can be doing to support the development of, of sorting and classifying and blah, 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 all those things. But I think there are a lot of things going on in too many early learning settings when it comes to maths and numeracy that we, we do and we probably don't need to be doing. Um, so I put together a list. Do you, you have any thoughts, comments before we jump into this or what do you want to? No, 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 I wrote a little bit of a list too. So I'll see whether our lists cross over. Okay, we'll see We'll see where the crossover is. I got one, two, three, four, five. I think I've got a seven things on my list. Is, is one thing we don't need to be doing when it comes to math and numeracy learning and early learning settings is, is fucking flashcards. Oh my um, gosh. So I, I, you know, um, I don't know. Did have you, did you ever flashcards for anything? I just did. No, just a no, a hard no. I mean, maybe if you as an adult have to take, I don't know, a driver's test to get your no. license renewed the next, no, no, not even then. No, it's like that. I can memorize anything, but it doesn't mean that I actually understand the concept. Like imagine memorizing, I don't know, stuff for your driving test i'm trying to remember the stuff i had to learn for a driving test but just memorizing that and knowing it at a glance as opposed to actually understanding the concept behind it why it's like it is and what it means and all that like no 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 flashcards and and i've seen i, I mean i've seen caregivers that are doing flashcards, you know, the, the, maybe the number identification with just, just the, not, not math problems or anything, just the number identification with, with like two-year-olds. And, no. and, and the thing is two-year-olds do not give a fuck about <laughs> numbers. They um, could not care less. And so you can take your flashcards. Oh, no, actually, wait, they do. Oh. They do. They, they care because it's like, she's got a truck and I've got a truck, but now I want two trucks. I want your truck. So I want two trucks. Like there's that care about numbers because oh, it's sure, somebody else. Sure. I'm, I'm just I talking about that. like the, the digits. But in terms they, of digits, couldn't give a shit. Like yeah, they, no, no fucks to give about the number two. Um, two, two cupcakes, maybe. Maybe. But but the the actual written representation no. of two, they don't they don't care. Um, nor, nor should they at that age. And so I think a lot of times we, we, when it comes, well, when it comes to everything, we try to push it on kids too fast. So if you, if you get flashcards you're using with young children in, in your setting, recommend.
recommendation from the child care bar or grill is to take them and put them in your craft area and give the kids the uh, the the tape and the glue and let them use them for creating um, art projects. Uh, because add, add them to your fire pit as kindling. Oh, sure, sure. If you want to, if you want to <laughs> get the, if you're doing a fire activity with kids, it's a good way to get the fire started. So we cross that off the list. Next one I got on the list is um, is worksheets. Kind yes. of. So, what are worksheets? Uh, worksheets are like big, big flashcards, I guess. Um, a worksheet. Big flashcards that expect you to do things too. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, this might be matching or or ordering or just number identification. I've I've seen people give kids, you know, where where they're expecting the three year old to sit there and write a whole row of ones and a whole row of twos and a whole row of threes and and all this kind of bullshit. Um, not. I mean, look, long term, it probably doesn't do the child any any damage. They're they're probably Go that's ahead. always the argument. That is always the argument. Oh, it doesn't hurt. They they enjoy it. They love it. It doesn't hurt. And it's like cool. It might not do damage, but it's really not necessary either. Like, why would you make that an option? Like, why is it even an option? It just shouldn't be there. It's just no yeah no and, and the 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 enjoyment they might get out of it is probably the relationship the interaction with the adult involved this adult this adult thinks this is a great thing so i i guess i do too yeah um and and so and again all of these things are the younger the kid the more you don't need these things and again yeah. little timmy probably isn't going to grow up and do an become an axe murderer because uh because he had to do worksheets in preschool <laughs> um but you never know he i mean he could never come, know. He come up with some <laughs> some sort of number-based uh, uh murder kind of thing where where he he slashes them with the hatchet 14 times because he had to do 14 how many times, times he had to yeah, write the I, number I, one yeah, I, I don't know that that might be a little bit off track so you don't need to do the worksheets uh next one i've got on my list is is drilling um and i guess this is kind of flashcard like because flashcards are kind of done as kind of a drilling thing but we'd also do these drill we, we drill kids like in in circle time where we oh how old are you oh three one two three how many how many show me three fingers and so i mean all these these asking basically the drilling is asking them questions we already know the answers to yes yes kind of thing. we know the answer why am i asking yeah yeah well answering 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 uh, <laughs> um look listeners, doing something <laughs> listeners uh, we usually record three episodes at a time, and this is the third episode. And I made myself a a very large and very delicious margarita that that you know episode number two episodes ago it was fine. Yeah, it was fine, but now we're in episode three, and apparently it's affecting my speech. I apologize. Um, so what were we talking about? Drilling. Drilling. Yes. So it, it is. It's that expectation that children will answer you with something that you already know the answer to. And I know I've had Lisa talk about it before. Like, you know, you see that child look at you like, what the fuck do you ask that for? You already know. Like, yeah. you know, why would you ask that question? And it's just pointless. And, and I think another piece of it is it is, it is really, it's really stress inducing. Yes. Um, and, and maybe the kid, I mean, most three-year-olds maybe wouldn't have the language to, 
to describe it that way. But imagine me walking into your classroom and 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 just drilling you with questions as as an adult about uh, about yeah. your practice and what you're doing things and and multiplication tables just for the the, the hell. And of no it. matter how many, and no matter how well you actually know the information being put on the spot and asked to just recall and just, you know, spit out the answers, it throws anybody off. You know, it's like, it, it, it does throw you off. And I think as, even as adults, you know, you can be asked those sorts of questions and it's like, oh, uh, 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 I don't know. Yeah. And then we get that sense of, oh, actually that child doesn't know that. I'm going to mark that down, that they don't know how to count to five and they don't know, you know, whatever. When actually they do, they just, you know, or maybe they don't, I don't know. But most kids, I think, know the stuff that we're asking them and we know that they know. Why are yeah. we asking? Yeah, I mean, you, you'll, you'll, if you don't get the right answer, you'll fail being three. Yeah. So the next one I've got on the list is, is pressuring. We, we, can, we can help children learn, acquire, develop early mathematics skills uh, without pressuring them. And I think this goes on a lot with the whole school-ready kind of mindset that, that way too many programs have, that you have to be able to, to count to this number and identify these written numbers and stack this many blocks, one on top of the other, and, and sort the, the blue from the green counting bears and all this bullshit. And, and so we, we create environments that put kids under a lot of pressure to, to learn these skills that they can adequately learn without the pressure through play yeah. at their leisure. Um, yeah. And so we can, we can kind of pull the pressure, pull the pressure plug. Oh. Yes. yes. You want some alliteration, pull the pressure plug. Love a please, bit of alliteration. please, please pull the pressure please. plug. <laughs> but it is true. It, it, you know, and I, like I will talk till I'm blue in the face about the whole school readiness thing. And it's one of those topics that really makes me pretty cranky because, you know, I do, I see so many children being pushed to know things and to, you know, or to be able to at least state things so that it appears that they know them. They might not actually know it. They might not really understand what it is. And it's slightly off topic, but I can remember my, my nephew when he was about, I don't know, he might've been about two and a half. And my sister-in-law taught him to count to 10 in Japanese. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? It's like, they're not Japanese. So it's not relevant really for them. Um, he's two. Uh, and then it was like, oh, isn't he incredible? He can count to 10 Japanese. It's like, because you've just repeated it over and over and over again. And so he's picked it up through that rote learning. It's like, I, I can repeat things that I've heard over and over and over again. It doesn't mean I know it or I understand what it's about. I mean, how often, maybe you don't, but you sing along to song lyrics. And then when you really stop and think about what it actually says, it's like, what the fuck? Like, what is that? You know, it's like, what am I singing about? And it's just that you kind of hear it and it becomes a pattern and a thing that you can repeat and recall. But yeah, it's that, it is, it's that pressure and that, I don't know. It's frustrating. Well, I mean, you take that child, that two-year-old that can count to 10 in Japanese and you ask them, ask him to go get you 10 Lego. Um, yeah. Can it, he do that? It, I don't it, know. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we can, we can stop the, we can stop the pressuring. We don't need to do it. You, I mean, you can, if it, if you, if you feel like you sleep no. better at night, you, you, can. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> um, so the next one I got on the list is, is lecturing. Um, I think this goes on, you know, when we, 
when we decide we need to to explain things to kids, um, you know, taking the time to to lecture to kids about about uh, odd and even numbers or binomials or 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 sums or what the hell is a binomial? I don't remember, but I know oh, it's a math thing. <laughs> I don't even remember hearing about that. What is by two? I, I, um, I don't know. Um, you won't have to worry about me lecturing children about that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'll get an email lecturing me. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about binomials for when you can't give it a def? Um, well, um, hey, listeners, I mentioned the margarita a little bit ago, Actually. right? Um, so we, and, and, you know, they'll, kids, most kids, most of the time in, in the early years, aren't aren't into all the details about about all all those 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 math concepts and so de- devoting time talking about them is is mostly you listening to your own voice and i mean children work in such concrete ways at that age you know it's like it's it's about what's physical and what's real what's in front of my face what can i see what can i hold what can i immerse myself in what what can I play with rather than what does this mean really like you know try I, they can't comprehend it and should not want to comprehend it and I, I don't know why you'd waste your breath trying to explain binomials because we can't <laughs> we just an, can't <laughs> no, binomials are actually unknowable um um let me uh, by uh, therefore, a binomial is a two-term algebraic expression that contains variables, coefficients, exponents, and constants. So I'm gone. There Added you go. Nothing. I've got nothing to add to that. <laughs> and, uh, another an example of binomial uh, a binomial polynomial is x two uh, divided by four x. Uh, so uh, there you yep. go. Hmm. Um, there's binomials for you people. And, and look, you don't need to lecture three-year-olds about binomials. That's, that's, that's the point we're trying to make here, here you on the it. podcast. <laughs> um, but if you were going to lecture them, that's the definition. Yeah. And so another one we got to hear on the list is you don't need to spend calendar time and circle time oh, playing around with numbers about, about what day accounting. Oh, it's the third of the month. One, two, three, um, uh, that, that kind of stuff. It, and again, this kind of falls into the lecturing kind of, I guess, but you know, kids, kids, most kids, most of the time would rather be up and doing things than going to meetings. And, and I think a lot of, a lot of programs try to work some, some numeracy learning into their, their circle and, and community or group times or whatever it is they're calling them. And, and most kids don't, don't care. And the kids that do care will, will find time to bump I'll up do that in other, ways. other ways. So, um, you know, you, you know, they'll have, I don't know. Oh, it's, it's penguin week. And how many penguins do we have here on the board? How many laminated penguins do we have here? Let's count the penguins. One, two. I mean, kids, kids don't need that. And you can help. How many trees did we chop down to create these laminated penguins? Yeah. yeah. How many, how many toxic chemicals did we release into the environment due to our laminating machine? Um, So, I mean, kids, 
kids can learn, kids can become uh, uh, numerant, numerant, is that a word? Yeah. Literate, numerate. Um, with, with, yeah. without the, uh, without the, without the circle time or, or group time activities. I think the interesting thing about that too, with those kind of, you know, group time experiences is it feels very performative. Like it feels very much like, here's me being a teacher, you know, like here I am being the teacher and this is the teacher thing to do. I, I think if you ask a lot of educators who do that still, the reason they do it is typically because they feel they have to do it and that's what's expected of them and that's what makes them the teacher. Whereas when they're, you know, we had a group of children once who um, were obsessed with football and we helped them actually create a scoreboard outside using bits of wood chip and sticks and dirt and whatever and we made a scoreboard on the ground and they started to keep you know they determined that stones were for a try and this one was for a goal and so we had this whole system of scoring for that I think some people struggle to see that as that would be part of my role as a teacher whereas it's so much easier for me to demonstrate here's me being a teacher because I'm doing the counting and I'm doing the the thing in the group and it, it becomes a little bit of a teacher-like performance that I think you know it's not even deliberate I think for most educators it's just a this is what I think I should be doing yeah yeah well I mean it's it's that whole push down of the curriculum that you know that 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 teaching happens in in grade four and grade five and so why not push it down into the into the toddler room and yeah. and so that that whole whole teacher performance where you put on your sing-songy teacher voice and uh and and go about whatever you're doing is is really not necessary for for math skills or i mean anything else but that's not what we're talking about here um next one i got on the list is is counting you as an adult in an early learning setting can help kids become numerate um without ever counting anything at all out loud to kids so you don't need to to walk around and and count how many students there are and how many how many i don't know how many oh we're changing timothy's j daper how many how many poops are there are there in the daper well i see one two you don't need to do any of that stuff i mean you can probably not going to damage them um, but it, it's really not necessary because well, it comes up naturally it comes up naturally we need you know, we need to get four trucks out for the sandpit. Yeah. And yeah. we just get four trucks out. Like we don't need to make a big exhibition of it. Well, you know, it, there are so many opportunities for counting to like it takes place in our adult life all the time. There are times that we'll go, oh, I need, you know, three of those books. Can you pass them to me? Oh, yeah, one. There you go. There's three. You know, like it's that that simple kind of thing. But I think we overcomplicate it by again making it a little bit performative and a little bit you know it's here I am doing the math thing and I'm doing the counting with the children and it's really bloody unnecessary and annoying you want you want to I mean you, you do it you, so you can feel you can tick it off your list and then the, yeah. the other thing about there there are a lot of developmental things that you can do to to help kids acquire math skills in early learning settings 
that have nothing to do with numbers. And, yeah. and those are some of the things that we're going to focus on in, in some of the first episodes in the series we get into, um, you know, to tease that a little bit, just the physical development stuff so that they're, you know, when they're so that they can actually sit still in a chair without falling out and, and pay attention a little bit when they are, when they are in, uh, in, in actual school and they start learning uh, about, about numbers and those kind of things. And so in the early years, we, we push the actual numbers and counting on kids much earlier than we need to. And, and we, we don't need, we don't need to do that. We can pull back and, and focus on, on other things that are going to have a, a better payoff, a bigger payoff for kids. Even just facilitating their curiosity about things is going to do that. You know, that having that curiosity means that when the time comes that they actually start to learn math concepts, like what were they? Binomials. They're curious about it. What the fuck's a binomial? I want to know that. I've got that curiosity. That curiosity has been nurtured when I was little. And so now I want to actually know rather than like, oh my gosh, we're doing numbers again. We've done numbers for my entire life. Like, you know, we want children to feel curious and to feel excited about this new thing that's going to be introduced to them at a time that's age appropriate for, for their brain development for it to actually be introduced. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you have anything on your list that I didn't have? I did. I had like apps, apps and games and oh, stuff. Yeah. So, like I know uh, when my kids started school, um, probably a little bit into their first year of school, they start using, you know, um, there's an app that we use here called Mathletics and it's like math games and whatever. Look, it's, it's fun. And again, it's probably not going to harm children, but I can remember a friend talking to me about how she got her child was getting ready to go to school the following year and she's like oh so I'm going to download that app and she's going to just work through it at home then that way when she gets to school she'll know how to do it all and I'm like and she'll do what exactly <laughs> like when she's at school what's she going to do like they do these things to support them while they're there and it's only part of that program but why would you want to push that even earlier and you know you see it with um you know with parents with childcare services where we're bringing more of those kind of uh, like phonics based apps and number based apps and, you know, and even just educational games, you know, you do Mm -hmm. a quick search on like the play store or whatever for educational games. And it's like, it'll boggle the mind, the number of games that are there that are targeted at, you know, help your three-year-old understand maths and, you know, those sorts of things. And it's like actually totally unnecessary and, yeah, well, detrimental in many ways because, you know, we know that, you know, high, a, a high volume of screen time is not good for children, you know, time spent on devices and whatever. We know that that's not good for children. And, you know, some, I know I've seen early childhood services where they go, oh, we let, you know, some of our preschoolers have some time on those apps, you know, at quiet time in the mm-hmm. afternoon for an hour, but it's no more than that, or it's no more than half an hour. And I'm like, yeah, that's all good. But how much are they getting at home then? You know, you're factoring into their entire day. You might only give them an hour of time on devices, but how much do they then have at home? And it's all that compounding stuff, but it's just completely unnecessary. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like they'll learn so many other things through play that that digital interaction of, you know, I know, you know, children can find that pleasurable, but 
it's not necessary. And so we'll we'll add to that. We'll add YouTube videos. There are all kinds of crappy YouTube videos yes. about numbers out there. You don't need to have the kids splatted down in front of the uh, the iPad or the the big screen watching watching counting videos on on YouTube. And uh, and then lapware those those little baby oh. computers where you know baby sits on mommy's lap and then the 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 device the little baby computer toy um, yeah. blurps and bleeps on, on their lap. You don't need to, you know, don't need any of that baby Einstein stuff or whatever the, uh, the popular stuff is nowadays um, with the, with the young folk. You don't need, you don't need any of that. You need, no. you need, you need play. And we'll play get into, and human interaction. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that in these upcoming episodes. Uh, what, what kind of, what kind of math student were you as a, as a kid? enough I actually wasn't too bad like I when I did my final exams like when I finished school we had like the HSC the higher school certificate and I finished that and I actually did quite well in math now I'm absolutely shit at mm -hmm. math um I and I don't like it like I don't particularly like math I can do the bare essentials but Tash and I always joke about it. You know, we, if her and I are looking at something for the business and it's like a spreadsheet or something, she's all over it. She's got formulas and calculations and she's taken it all in. And I'm like, oh gosh, kill me now. But if it's a, <laughs> you know, it's something written or, you know, it's like a long-winded kind of written thing, she's like, oh, that's yours. So there's that nice balance. What kind of math student were you? I was probably pretty good. Um except in high school, it got to the point where I had the choice of, of I, I could have taken more high level math classes or writing in English classes. And, and it turns out you can bullshit your way through the homework in, <laughs> in writing classes more than you can in math classes, because math classes, there are like specific answers they want yes. you to have that are right and wrong. Yes. Um, you know, English is a lot more waffle. And I think that's why I succeeded. English yeah. Too. Yeah. And I, I just thought that was an easier road. And so that's the path that I went down. I hear um, you. Hey listeners, this is episode one of the series. I know you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to have your earbuds stuck in your ear holes waiting for <laughs> number two. More math. Um, so, I mean, you're just going to have to wait. We'll get back as soon as we can with another episode in the series until then. Um, one episode down. Oh, 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 oh. oh that reminds me. Do yeah. you guys get, I had that thought just a minute ago, but you doing the count really reminded me of that. Have you ever seen Play School? Have you seen like our Australian show Play School? Play School. Somebody made me watch YouTube clips, I think. It's the best. It's the most wonderful play-based like program for children, TV program. It's been on since before I was a kid. Like it's, I think it's had its 50th birthday or something. And it is all about play. And they do all of those wonderful things without the one of this. And to, it's, you know, it's like less prescriptive. I, I'm going to send you a link. I, I can't wait. I might. I'm sure. It. <laughs> Listeners, you need more Nicole in your life. Go to inspiredec.com. You need more of me. Well, just click on the next episode of the podcast and I'll be there back soon with an episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production.
Oh.